Happy New Year, Wildflower Women. I'm so excited that it is 2021. Um, we made it through 2020, and here we are in the first week of 2021. And uh, apparently, uh, the, when the clock struck 12 um, on J January 1st, nothing changed. <laughs> the corona, COVID is still here. They're currently rioting in America. It is insane. Just, I saw an article a moment ago that said that there are several states that are having record highs of um, hospitalizations for COVID. Uh, just this week, um, we lost my aunt, not to COVID, but um, just, uh, we just... It was her time to see Jesus, so we're rejoicing that she is seeing Jesus, um, but still uh, feeling the the human pain of that. Um, and so we're here, and we're in 2021, and I know a lot of people just talked about they couldn't wait for 2020 to be over, but um, hopefully those that were, uh, those that were, um, had a veil over their eyes that it would all be over with can now see that life is life is life 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 is not always easy uh, but when we have hope in Jesus Christ we can survive it and if we don't survive it we get to see him so it's all good at the end of the day it is all good as long as he is in it uh, so after all of that, I think, now I am going to start 1 Corinthians 13 tonight. I know I had said that before that I thought we might start this year with a series on 1 Corinthians 13. So we are, I can't promise you, I have it written out, um, eight weeks of uh, podcast episodes, but, you know, I'm not even going to pretend like i I'm fully confident that we will get through all eight weeks without an interruption, but so be it. So tonight we are going to start um, week one. I know you probably, uh, when I say 1 Corinthians 13, you've probably heard it at some point. If you've never read the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 13, I encourage you to do so, but I know you've probably heard faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love, and that is how that chapter ends. That is one of those uh, one of those things. There's all types of home decor that say faith, hope, and love, and that is from that verse. That's where it comes from. So it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's known. Um, but what we're going to dive into is in 1 Corinthians 13, as you get it, at the beginning of it, it talks about basically if it's not in love, it's worthless. Uh, no matter what you do, if you, if you, um, if you speak with tongues of men and angels, if you, if you, uh, prophesy, if you, if you, give your body to be burned if you no matter what you do even if it's the best thing you could imagine the most selfless thing you could do if you do it for any other reason than just love there's there's no point in it it serves no purpose um, and so then as it as you get through that it goes into telling you what love is and what love is not and I'm going to go through all of these what love is and what it isn't. And then we're going this first week, we're just going to break down the first two. Uh, but so it says that love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous and not boastful. It does not dishonor, not self-seeking, not easily angered. 
keeps no record of wrong, does not delight in evil, rejoices in truth, protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres, and never fails. And that is what love is and what it isn't. And so tonight we are in this first episode of 1 Corinthians 13 series on love. We are going to talk about love is patient and love is kind. Um, love is patient. If if you are anything like me, I, I'm, I'm really not patient. I'm not a patient person. I do not like to wait. Um, but in my life, I feel like it's one of those things you never pray for patience because God will put you in situations you know, where you have to be patient. And I don't know that I've ever really prayed for patience. I just don't have it. And I'm, I, I'm learning. I'm much more patient than I used to be. But patience is one of those things that it's just, it's not for me. Like if I buy something, Kamari, my husband laughs at me because if he gets something new, he's like, if we, you know, get an, a new gadget or a new kitchen knife or something like I, I'm going to, I'm going to open it up and cut something. Like I, I want to cut something. Um, if, uh, we get any like, uh, tech gadget or a new phone or a new TV or anything like that, I'm immediately going to play with it and find it out what, what it will do. He will sit it on, on the table and two days later be like, okay, now I'll check this out. And he laughs at me because I am just not patient. I like to know what's going on. I like to be able to do it. I want to find out what, what it can do. I want to experience everything. I don't like to wait. But having said that, I also wait a lot. God is, um, in my life, God is, is a teacher of patience. Um, he is, I feel like in most every experience of my life, I've had to wait. Um, I didn't get married till I was 32. God definitely made me wait for my husband. It was it was not always days of being happy and patience, but it paid off. Um, and we are having to wait for a child. It's not you know I, I see people all the time say we're gonna we're gonna start trying and then two months later they're pregnant and they're having kids or all the things. This is our this is our five year plan, our ten year plan. We're we're gonna do this and everything falls into place and. That's not how it is for us. We're having to be patient and wait to see the goodness of God. Um, I didn't get to finish my college career until I was well into my 30s. Uh, it just didn't work. It it didn't. I, I mean, I was in college and a hurricane knocked everything out. Katrina came through and I got one week of classes in and had to stop. And so I finally was able to go back, but I had, it was one of those things. I, patience was, it was the only way to get through it. Um, so first Corinthians 13, it starts off with love is patient. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it says love is patient. Um, because so much of our lives we spend, um, waiting, we spend, um, waiting to see what God is going to do. Uh, but if we wait, the Bible says that, um, that we are to not grow weary, uh, to wait patiently. If we endure, we will reap the harvest. Um, in Psalm 37, it says to be still and wait patiently for the Lord. Uh, so we know that 
that patience, when we, when we are patient, that God fulfills those promises and we will see the goodness of God. But in this verse, it says, love is patient. And I, I saw in every one of these things, I feel like God spoke to me. I've never thought about it this way. I've never thought about it. I've always kind of just thought about the things that love is or is not in relation to others. Uh, but I think it goes much deeper than that. And so in it says love is patient. So first of all, love is patient with others. If we are loving, we are patient with other people. We are patient when things stress us out. We are patient when the waitress is not bringing us our food when she's supposed to. We are patient when our children are being in just crazy and asking a million questions. We're patient um, when our spouse is never doesn't is, is no matter how many times we've said don't leave your dirty clothes on the floor and they still do. We're pa- love is patient with others. Love waits. Love holds out and says, okay, you know what? I will be patient and I will. I will give you the time that you need to grow in this area or I will I will give you the the permission to just be you. Um and so love is patient. But then as I went in that, like I said, I've always viewed it as what those things are to other people. But as I was preparing for this, I felt like God kind of opened up my eyes to see um how love, our love for him and not just our love for others and our relationship with others, but our love and our relationship with him. And then on the flip side, his relationship with us. And so love is patient. Our love, when we love God, when we love him, we have to be patient with God. And I know that sounds crazy to say, okay, God, I'm going to be patient with you. But loving God says that you'll wait for him. And so many times we, we find ourselves in situations where we're asking God. Um, you look at, at the, the story of Abraham and Sarah, and God had promised them a child. And God had, had not only just promised them a child, but he said, your seed will be as, as many as the stars in the sky and the sa- grains of sand on the, sea, in the, on the seashore. And so they knew they had this promise, but they lacked patience in that one moment where Sarah said, here, take my handmaid. Maybe this is how God's going to give you your child because it's not going to be with me. I'm too old. I can't do this. It's not me. And so you know the story of God, of um, Abraham and he has Ishmael and that was not the seed. That was, that was obviously a blessing from God because all children are a blessing, but that was not the promise that God had. And so our love for God, you can see that Abraham later he stepped back and he waited patiently for the Lord. And when he had waited, after he had waited patiently, when he went back and he was like, God, no, this is not, this is not what you had for me. I stepped ahead of your will. I stepped out of your will. I'm going to wait for you because I know that you will do what you said you would do. You are a God that is faithful. You are not a God that lies. You are not like man that you would lie. You are a God that comes through on every promise. And so I will wait for you. And the Bible says in Hebrews 615 that, and thus Abraham having patiently waited, he received the promise. He received the promise of Isaac. And even in that moment when Isaac, when God told Abraham to offer Isaac as a sacrifice, Abraham was patient. 
he waited. He said, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to do, but I know. And he, Isaac asked dad, you know, where's, where's the lamb? Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham told his son, God will provide. And he was patient in that provision that God was going to give. And God did. God provided. And Isaac became the father of many nations through that. And that, and God's word was fulfilled to him. So that patient, we have to be patient. When we love God, we are patient. And we don't run out ahead of him. We don't take things into our own hands. We don't try to do it our way. We don't step out and say, God, you're not doing it fast enough. I could easily say, God, you're not doing it fast enough. And I could go and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to try to make my family begin But until God says, Megan, do this or do this, I have to wait because it doesn't matter what I do. If it's not God's plan, if it's not how it's, if it's not how he wants it, if I step outside of that and I have a promise from God, I have a promise from him. And if I step ahead of that and I step outside of that, I'm going to miss the beauty that God has. I'm going to miss the beauty of this story. And so we, we have to, when we love God, we are patient. And as crazy as that sounds, to be patient with God, being patient with Him doesn't mean we say, okay, all right, God, you're messing up. You're not doing this the way you're supposed to, but I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait till you get your act together. Absolutely not. Being patient with God, by that I mean, God, I'm going to sit here. I love you. I love you and I trust you. And because I love you and because I trust you and because I know that you are a faithful God, I will wait. I will wait on you. And then on the other side of that, love. God is love. Um, And God is patient with us. We can see the love of God. We can see what love is in that he is so patient with us. Because despite the fact that being patient with God doesn't mean, hey God, you messed up. We still say that sometimes. Maybe we don't say it out loud. Maybe we don't... um, Maybe we don't voice that, but we think it. Um, we look at our situation sometimes and we think, God, why are you, why are you not doing what you, what, I thought you said you were going to do this. God, why are you not doing this? And God's love for us is so patient that when we fail, when we do run ahead, when we do go a different way, when we do take things into our own hands, he still brings it back into the fullness of what he has for us. The Bible says that God makes all things work together for our good, that everything that we go through, every step that we take, he works all things together for our good. And another, um, in second Peter three, nine, when I was looking at this, it says the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some would count slowness. So I want you to just stop and think on that for just a second. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some would count slowness. And that I've, I've read this verse a million times, but when I read it tonight, it just kind of slapped me in the face because a lot of times we look at, you know, we know that God's timing is not our timing, that God, the, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. God's timing is not the same as our timing. And so when we look at our our situations and when we are starting to lose patience or when we start to think that God is not answering when he's supposed to, this verse tells us that the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises. That is absolute fact 
truth. If God said it, he will do it. So he is not slow to fulfill his promises as some would count slowness. We look at it and we say, you're going too slow, but his, his timing does not, it's not measurable against the, our human mindset. It says, but he is patient toward you, not wishing that any would perish, but that all would reach repentance. And when I read that, I wanted, it was one of those moments where you stop and you thank God for the things that you don't have yet. When you thank God for the promises that have not been fulfilled yet. Because I feel like in that verse, it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some would count slowness, but He is patient toward us, not wishing that any would perish. And we know that the Bible says that all things work together for the good of those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. We know that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that none would perish, but that all would come to know Him. We know that God loves people and that His ultimate desire is that every single person on earth would know him. And so in this, when you look, I just want to throw this in there, this perspective, when you look at a situation and you feel like God is not doing it in your timing, when he is not answering, when he is not fulfilling the promise that he said he was going to give you, when, when it is not working, you have prayed and you have prayed and you have prayed, but it's not happening. And you feel like God has forgotten, or you feel like God is too slow, or he is messing up and he's just not coming through like he's supposed to, because he's God and he's supposed to do this stop and flip your perspective to say, wait a minute, God is not slow to fulfill promises the way I count slowness, but he is patient toward us and his will is that none would perish. So God, I am going to flip my perspective on this and I'm going to say, thank you that you have not done what I thought you were going to do by now. I'm thanking you that you have not fulfilled that promise because if that promise being fulfilled is going to put me in a situation where I'm not there to preach your word to somebody who needs repentance, or if it's going to put me in a situation where I forget to speak your love and your life to someone in need, or if it's going to, if it's going to change my direction that I would miss something and somebody is going to miss you, then thank you. Thank you that your love is so great. Your love for me is so great that you're not even, you, you're patient toward me because you know where I am lacking and you love me so much that not only are you maybe protecting someone else's life by your timing, but you could even be protecting me and all those things that I've asked for and the things that I'm believing for and the things that you've even promised me, you know that if you give it to me now, I might miss you. It might be the wrong time and I might get too full of myself. Pride might rise up or I might not walk in obedience because I've got what I thought I wanted or it might just not work the way that I wanted it to work or the way that I thought it would and I might get mad. But you're patient and you want everyone to know you in a real way and so you don't fulfill the promises on our timeline, but on yours, because you love us so much. He is a faithful God and he is a patient God. So if you are in a situation where you're looking at it and you're thinking, God, why have you not answered yet? Flip that perspective and say, thank you, God, that you have not answered on my time because your timing is perfect. And you can rest in that. So God is patient with us. We, when we love God, we are patient and we wait for him. 
and we are patient with others. When you feel that annoyance rising up and about something that somebody is doing, you're patient. You take a step back and you give them the grace that you know God has given you over and over and over again. So, love is patient. And the second one, where this is a, we'll do these two tonight, but the second one is love is kind. Um, and when I, when I think about love being kind um, in relation to being ki- us being kind to others, I feel like it's kind of like, duh. Um, love is kind, of course. Duh. Love is kind. Be kind to people. Be kind. Um, kindness, um, kindness is, is reaching out a hand. Um, kindness is, kindness can be something as simple as holding the door for somebody behind you. Um, letting someone into traffic. If you, if I, this is a, a big thing for me. Um, I, I try to be, I try to show kindness on the road because, if, if it wasn't for the grace of God and Jesus, I would, I would be a road rage maniac because people stress me out. But I try to, um, to fight that by being exceptionally kind. And I don't know if you have an intersection or like a, a certain spot in your route to work or school or church or wherever you go on a daily basis or regular basis, that it's just that one intersection that if somebody is not nice, you're going to be sitting there forever. If somebody doesn't just show a little bit of kindness and let you out, you're going to be stuck there. And so for me, I try to pay attention and anticipate those intersections and let people in. I, I there's a couple of places that I try to always be looking for someone um, that needs to get in because I just want to show kindness. And kindness, I feel like a lot of times we 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 like for someone to say thank you. Uh, it feels good when you hold the door for someone and they say thank you. Um, it feels good whenever you. Um, You know, you let someone into traffic and they wave at you or uh, you just you bring somebody a a Starbucks and some a coworker. You bring them a coffee or you bring donuts and they say, thank you. Oh, my gosh, this is so great. Thank you. So we a lot of times I feel like we um, we we anticipate um, a reward from our kindness. But that is not love. Um. I mean, kind of, being kind is loving, but being kind is not just being kind when you're anticipating someone saying thank you. True love, true kindness in love is kindness with or without reward. It is, I'm going to do it to this person even though I know they're not even going to appreciate it. I'm going to hold the door for this person who I know is not going to say thank you, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want the love of God to shine through me. I want to love, I want to show God's kindness. I want to love people. So that's kind of, I feel like loving others as far as being a Christian and the love of God, kindness is just a duh thing. You are supposed to love people. You're supposed to be kind. Um, but our kindness toward God, I know this is going to sound um, kind of like, how are we kind to God? Uh, but in Matthew um, 25, verse 40, it talk, well, in that passage, it talks about um, Jesus was talking and he was saying uh, that 
you, you saw me hungry and you gave me food. You, I was in prison and you came to visit me. I was sick and you came to see me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me in. I was naked and you clothed, clothed me. And they said, but when did we, we've never seen you, like, you've never been in prison. We've never seen you sick. We've never, we, like, we haven't given, what are you talking about? We've never done this. And we, what do you mean? And he said, when you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. And so us being our love for God means that we are kind to God in that we are kind to others. So we don't do those things. We're not kind to the, uh, to the people around us for reward. We are kind because the Bible says that if we do it unto the least of these, we are doing it as unto him. We, we are doing, God is feeling that kindness. God is feeling that moment when your hands are full and somebody opens the door for you or holds it. It got that, that moment whenever you've been sitting at that intersection for 10 minutes and nobody has let you in and then somebody lets you in and you feel that kindness. That is what God feels when we do those things to other, for others. When we love the unlovable, when we reach out to those that are least of these, when, when we don't, when we don't turn our nose up at somebody because they're a different political supporter, or we don't look at someone and, and judge them by the color of their skin, or we, we don't look at someone and say, you're a drug addict. I'm I'm not giving you this. I'm not giving you a dollar. Your sign says that you're hungry, but you, how do I know you're not going to spend this on alcohol or go get a hit of heroin? How I, how do I know you're not going to do that? Kindness says, you know what? I'm going to do this because when I do it to the least of these, I'm doing it to God and I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself, but I'm going to trust. I love you and I'm going to trust that God's going to do what he needs to do. If I just let the love of God shine through me, that God will do what he needs to do in you. And I'm going to, I'm just going to love you anyway. And I'm going to show kindness. So there's that, there's that kindness. And then obviously God is kind to us. In Titus 3, uh, 4 through 7, it says that um, when the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. The kindness of God. He looked on us when we were, when we, we are the least of these. Compared to God, we are the least of these. We are, you know, when we surround ourselves or compare ourselves to those around us in the world, a lot of times we can look at ourselves and think, think that, okay, oh, well, I'm not in prison, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit higher up, or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, starving. I, you know, I have food in my pantry, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit better off than those people. I have clothes. I'm not sick. I'm, I'm all of these, so I'm a little bit better. But in reality, when God looks at us, we were hungry and thirsty because without the bread of life and the water that the, the water of heaven, without that, the, the Bible said, Jesus told the woman at the well that those who drink from him and eat the bread of Jesus, that they will hunger and thirst no more, that there is a, a, a water that he can give that is a water of life. Um, we were in prison. We were in the chains of our sin. We were in the prison of this world and our sinful nature, but God brought us out. We were sick. We were sick with the sin of this world. We were naked, but he clothed us in righteousness. We were all of those least of these. 
but his kindness reached out to us when we had nothing to give him back but our love and our acceptance of him. He reached to us and he showed kindness to us and he saved us. He saved us. God is kind. God is a kind and loving, merciful, grace-giving God. So, that is the first two, the first week, the first episode. Love is patient. Love is kind. And we will jump in next week, Lord willing. I wanted to say Lord willing and the creek don't rise, but then I felt like I'd be a little too country, but um, I'm going to say it anyway. So Lord willing and the creek don't rise. I don't know why. That was just funny to me. Lord willing and the creek don't rise. We're going to talk about being jealous um, and being boastful, um, that love is not jealous or boastful. And um, I'm going to, I I think it's going to be a little bit of a, um, I really am excited uh, about what God has shown me about these two. So I'm going to continue to pray because I want to make sure that I, that I'm fully hearing everything that God wants to speak because I know that it is so much deeper than what I have written down right here. So um, thank you for tuning in. Happy New Year. Welcome back. Let's go on to something exciting and in, in, in love. Um, in 2021. So I love you. Uh, If you haven't heard it today, you are loved and you are precious in the sight of God. He sees you and he knows right where you are and he loves you and I love you. And I pray for a beautiful week and we'll, we'll talk again. Have a great night or day or morning or afternoon. I always say that. Okay. I'm going to stop now.